Hello, word nerds. Welcome to this podcast. It's called The Dictionary. I have to say that a lot, and you have to hear that a lot, uh, so it just gets very repetitive. The first word for this episode is astigmatism, A-S-T-I-G-M-A-T-I-S-M. And as mentioned at the end of the last episode, I said that I have astigmatism. Uh, so I'm just going to back up a little bit because I have a little bit of a personal history with this. Uh, it's it's not crazy. Um, I would see commercials for, I don't know, glasses companies or contacts companies or whatever and said, if you have astigmatism, blah, blah, blah. And I was so confused because I thought that the word was stigmatism. And I thought that they were supposed that they should have been saying, if you have uh, if you have Oh, no, sorry. Let me backtrack. Again, I I knew the word was astigmatism, but I thought it was a thing that you have, not a condition that you have. So I thought that they were supposed to be saying if you have an astigmatism, but they just have, but they just said if you have astigmatism. And so I was so confused about what astigmatism was uh, until I finally learned that. And then later I learned that when I was getting my eyes checked a few years ago, I learned that I actually have a very slight case of astigmatism, which basically means that your eyeballs, instead of being almost perfectly spherical, I don't know if any of our eyeballs are perfectly spherical, spherical, but instead of being like that, they're slightly oval shaped. Um, I guess elliptoid, ellip, elliptoid, would that be the word? Um, sl- shaped slightly more like a football than a basketball. That's the easiest way to describe it. And so I'm just slightly football shaped in my eyeballs, which means that the light bounces around in my eyeball a little bit differently than the way it's supposed to, which means that sometimes lights, especially at night, light can get sort of doubled up. And so theoretically, my gra- uh, my glasses, I don't have grasses on my face, my glasses uh, fix that. Um, in general, my eyes aren't actually that bad. Everything is sort of very slight. Um, I think my eyes are better without my glasses than my wife's are with her glasses or even maybe with her contacts. Um, Or maybe that was her old uh, prescription. So let's talk about astigmatism a little bit more. This is a noun from 1846. One, a defect of an optical system as a lens causing rays from a point to fail to meet in a focal point resulting in a blurred and imperfect image. So... Basically, that's a more scientific way to say it. Uh, when the light bounces around in the eyeball, it's supposed to meet at a certain point, uh, and it doesn't necessarily do that. Number two, a defect of vision due to astigmatism of the refractive system of the eye and especially to corneal irregularity. Number three, distorted understanding suggestive of the blurred vision of an ast- astigmatic person. And astigmatic was the word uh, that ended the last episode. In case you're listening to these out of order or it's been many days since, you, uh, since you've listened. All right, next we have a still be. A-S-T-I-L-B-E. A still be. This is a noun from 1843. Any of a genus of chiefly Asian perennials of the saxifrage family that have simple or usually compound leaves and are widely cultivated for their uh, panicles and, no, of their panicles of usually white or reddish flowers. Saxifrage is spelled S-A-X-I-F-R-A-G-E. It's like a saxophone 
that is uh, doing some fracking. No, I don't know. Um, let's see. This is from Greek uh, A plus the Greek still B, which is the feminine of still bos, which means sparkling. Ooh, it's so sparkly. Next, we have the word astir. A-S-T-I-R. This is an adjective from 1765. One, exhibiting activity. Oh, no, that's the end of the, de- the definition. Exhibiting activity, as in streets astir with shoppers. That definitely happens at Christmas time, although a lot of people are doing online shopping. Uh, I remember when I was a kid in Chicago, we would go down to Michigan Avenue before Christmas, and I think it was Marshall Field Store. They had their windows uh, decorated for Christmas, and it was uh, it was just a big event to go down and see what they did, what theme did they choose, um, I feel like they they would choose sometimes different fairy tales or something. I have a distinct memory of seeing that. And uh, they would have little maybe animatronic puppets moving. And I don't know. As a kid, that was a lot of fun. Uh, oh, and then we got uh, we would get uh, chestnuts, roasted chestnuts. Okay, number two, for a stir, being out of bed. Synonym is up, as in no one was a stir. Next, we have... Asti spumante. Two words. First word is capital A S T I. Second word is capital A. No. What? Capital S P U M A N T E. Uh, looks like it has some other possible pronunciations. Asti spumanti. Uh, asti, asti, various things. This is a noun from 1908. A sweet, sparkling white wine made in and around the village of Asti in Piedmont. Uh, This sounds tasty, and I'm actually pretty sure I've had some Asti Spumante. This is Italian from the word Asti in Italy, uh, the area, whatever, the village of Asti, uh, plus the Italian Spumante, which means effervescent, um, or literally the word foaming, like it's foaming at the mouth. Next, we have ASTM, all caps. This is an abbreviation for American Society for Testing Materials. What do they test? How do they test them? How do you get a job at this place? Do you have to be an expert in various kinds of materials? What range of materials do they test? Uh, I'm so curious. Next, we have as to. Two words. It is a preposition from the 14th century. Yeah, it's just the simple words as and to, T-O. Number one, we have these synonyms as for and about, as in at a loss as to how to explain the error. Number two, we have these synonyms according to and by, B-Y. And we have an example for that as well, graded as to size and color. Next, we have astonied. Astonied, yeah, A-S-T-O-N-I-E-D, astonied. This is an adjective from the 14th century. One is archaic, and it says, deprived briefly of the power to act. Synonym is dazed. Astonied. I have not heard this word before, I think. Number two is also archaic. Well, that's why, because they're both archaic. Uh, filled with consternation or dismay. Next, we have astonish. This is a verb. Looks like it's a transitive verb from circa 1534. One is obsolete, and it means 
to strike with sudden fear. Number two, to strike with sudden and usually great wonder or surprise, as in, was too astonished to speak. I think it's funny that in one case it's fear, and in the other case it's wonder or surprise. We have another synonym, or we have a synonym for this one. It's the word surprise. And the etymology says this is probably from the earlier word astani, A-S-T-O-N-Y. It's from the Middle English astanen or astanin, which is from the Anglo-French estonaire, which means to stun. Uh, This is from the Latin uh, X plus tonare, which means to thunder. Uh, And then adding the ish, as in abolish. And there's more at the word thunder. Next, we have astonishing. This is an adjective from 1593, causing astonishment. Synonym is surprising, as in an astonishing discovery. Don't you love it when those things happen? You discover something, and it's astonishing, and then you are astonished. Astonishingly is an adverb. That discovery was astonishingly astonishing. I don't know. Okay, next we have astonishment. This is a noun from 1566, 1A, the state of being astonished. Uh, 1B, we have the synonym consternation. 1C has the synonym amazement. Number two, something that astonishes, a cause of amazement or wonder. Now we have astound. It is the first form of two. This one is an adjective from the 14th century, and it is archaic. Overwhelmed with astonishment or amazement. Synonym is astounded. Second form of astound is a transitive verb from 1603. To fill with bewilderment or wonder. Synonym is surprise. We've seen that word a lot. Next, we have astounding. This is an adjective from 1586. I don't know why I said astounding that way. It sounded like I was going to say something else, but I wasn't. The definition says, causing astonishment or amazement, as in an astounding astounding revelation. And astoundingly is an adverb. Now we have a prefix. It is A-S-T-R or A-S-T-R-O. And this is, um, I don't, it's just, a, it's just a prefix and it doesn't give me a year like uh, the prefixes always don't give me a year. The definitions, uh, so there's a number of ones between, um, uh, what do they call those? Colons. It's not like one, two, three, they just have colons. Uh, so the first one is star. The second one is heavens. Uh, third one is outer space. And the fourth one is astronomical. So we have an example Uh, I guess for all of those, it is the word astrophysics. Our good friend Neil deGrasse Tyson is an astrophysician? Would you? No, astrophysicist. There's that word. And uh, he has had some other astro... uh, Now I forgot the word again. Astrophysicist? Yeah, that's the word. Uh, He's had some other ones on his various shows and podcasts and stuff. Um, including one of them, uh, Charles Liu. Uh, he has had him on a lot. And uh, they know a lot about a lot of stuff, and I am super impressed with their abilities. Uh, so yeah, that is the prefix astro. The etymology says this is from the Greek word astron, and there's more at the word star. Next we have astraddle. 
It is the first form. It is an adverb from 1697. On or above and extending onto both sides. Synonym is astride. Now we have the second form of astraddle. It is a preposition from 1935. With one leg on each side of. Um, I wonder how this is different from the the actual word straddle. Uh, so I guess if you straddle something, that is the verb. Um, but if you are a straddle, uh, then you are in the form of straddling? I don't know. Uh, but astride is also a synonym for this one as well. Next we have astragal or astragal. I think it's astragal. A-S-T-R-A-G-A-L. Uh, this is a noun from 1563. Uh, if I didn't look at the pronunciation guide, I'd probably want to say astragal because uh, it's uh, with a G-A-L at the end. Number one, a narrow half-round molding. Number two, a projecting strip on the edge of a folding door. Uh, so probably people who are uh, contractors, architects, anybody who's into home design, uh, they are probably familiar with uh, astragal, but this is, this is Greek to me. Speaking of Greek, this is from the Greek astragalos, which means neck vertebrae. Uh, or molding, and it is akin to the Greek astakos, which means lobster, what? And ostion, or ostion, which means bone, and there's more at the word osseous, O-S-S-E-O-U-S. That is a fascinating word. Uh, Maybe I can find a picture of that, astragal. Now we have uh, probably a related word, astragalus. Astragalus? A-S-T-R-A-G-A-L-U-S. This is a noun from 1541. One is plural. Uh, ooh, so there's a plural form which is astragali with an or, or astragali. So it has an L-I at the end. Um, and the definition is just the one definition for the second form of the word talus. T-A-L-U-S. Uh, So that would be the synonym for this. Uh, When we get to the T's, we will read the first definition of the second form of the word talus, and we will now know what the one definition for astragalus means. But let's read the number two definition. It says, The dried root of an Asian milk vetch. What's a vetch? Used especially as a remedy in Chinese herbal medicine. Also, a preposition or extract of this root. And we have a scientific name for this. It is Astragalus membranacus, or membranacius. Um, And I'm going to see if I can find a uh, picture of that. And I also need to learn what a milk vetch is. What is that? Okay. The etymology says this is from the Greek astragalos, which I think the last one was as well, uh, which means neck vertebrae or vertebra, um, also ankle joint, also milk vetch. Uh, and it says it's from the vertebra-like appearance of the flower clusters. So the clusters of the flower of this plant look like the vertebrae in a neck, I guess. Next, we have astrakhan or astrakhan, A-S-T-R-A-K-H-A-N. This is a noun. It is often capitalized. It is from 1766. One, caracul of Russian origin. Karakul, 
is K-A-R-A-K-U-L, and it is probably mispronounced. Number two, a cloth with a usually wool, curled, and looped pile resembling caracool. And now I need to go look up what caracool is because I don't know what that is. Uh, But this is from, uh, I guess it's a town called Astrakhan in Russia, spelled the same way. And now we are at our last word of the episode. It is astral, A-S-T-R-A-L. This is an adjective from 1605, one of relating to or coming from the stars, as in astral influences, also as in unusual astral occurrences. Number two, of or relating to a mitotic or meiotic aster. And I feel like I remember... Uh, let's look back at Astro. Oh, that was from the previous page. Um, I remember reading those words. Yeah, here we go. The word aster. Uh, the number two definition said a system of microtubules arranged radially around a centriole at either end of the mitotic or meiotic spindle. I have no idea if that helped anything, but I said it anyway. Okay, number three for astral. Of or consisting of a super sensible substance held in theosophy to be next above the tangible world in refinement. What did I just read? I like the the phrase super sensible substance. Uh, that would be a good band name. If you want to use it, go ahead. What's theosophy? Anybody know what that is? I don't. Um, all right, we are going to move on to 4A for astral. And we just have the synonym visionary. 4B says... Elevated in station or position. Synonym is exalted. Astrally is an adverb, and um, we don't really have any interesting etymology to read. So if you want to know more about that, you can go look it up. And let's see. I've heard of this thing called astral projection. You've probably heard it as well. Um, I've heard, I've, or I've talked to some people who said that they used to be able to do that when they were a kid. I've heard of a lot of people who say that they can do this. It's kind of just accepted that it is a thing that ha- that happens sometimes or that some people can do. I've never been able to do it to my knowledge. I've never experienced anything like this. I think it would be amazing to be able to do it if it truly does exist. Uh, be, you know, personally, because I've never experienced it, I have no proof. I have, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a skeptic. I believe it, but I, and I want to believe it, but... You know, I just don't know. Uh, So if you have any stories about astral projection, please let me know. Tell me what it is. Tell me what has happened. Um, But I I feel like I've just heard too many stories that sort of all match up. Uh, So it seems like it's kind of hard not to believe that it has existed or does exist in some form. So that is it for this episode. Um, Honestly, I was thinking about picking astigmatism as the word of the episode because I personally have astigmatism, but I sure do love me some Asti Spumante. And um, I do love the idea of astral projection and all that, but I... Ooh, I don't even remember what I... Ooh, I picked Asteroid Belt uh, yesterday. So I'm going to pick astigmatism as the word of the episode. All you astigmatic people... Uh, you can be happy that I picked a word of something that is related to you. And uh, until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Holy crap, how did my episode start to get so long? I gotta shut up. Okay, bye.